0: Welcome to the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're talking to innovators, educators, leaders, and builders across the Steel City. We have the most diversified economy in Canada, and there are hundreds of stories waiting to be told of the people, the companies, and the organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is Keenan Loomis,
1: and I am president and CEO of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. So we are a member-based organization, Hamilton's oldest institution uh, at 176 years old now, older than the city itself, and uh, has always been a coalition of the leaders of this community from the very beginning, from 1845 onward. You know, Our mission and vision is uh, we facilitate connections and collective action to strengthen the economic engine of our community. And um, like I said, that's always been the case from the very beginning. It was you know, the, the industrialists of their day, uh, led by Isaac Buchanan, who is, uh, in my books, kind of a hero, uh, one of the founding fathers of Hamilton that doesn't get nearly enough uh, credit for what he's done. We don't have a whole lot of things named Buchanan here in Hamilton, but uh, he founded uh, so much and was the very first president of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. And you know, at that point in time, it was uh, like I said, uh, the industrialists coming together, saying we need to we need to coalesce around you know uh, various priorities that will help us uh, do business uh, and and make money here uh, more easy. So um, they advocated at that point in time for you know electrification, sewerification. Um, you know, just the the fundamental things that we now take for granted, but uh, that ultimately led to this city being what it is. So they were, I I think, Hamilton's first city builders. And, um, you know, that's uh, something that we've carried forward throughout the many decades and and generations. Uh, We were very instrumental in McMaster coming to Hamilton, for example, leading the fundraising efforts that eventually uh, brought them here. So, you know, in so many Uh, points of time in in the city's history, the chamber was there advocating for for boldness. And um, so we can see that now, you know, in our advocacy for the Hamilton LRT project, for example. So our priorities are those of our members, right? And so we have a thousand members. And so, you know, there are Maybe not a thousand different priorities, but there are, are many among those members, and, and again, it's whatever we can do to strengthen the economic engine of our community. So whether it's you know education and workforce, which is a, a key component, obviously, uh, infrastructure, um, policies, regulations, uh, what have you. Um, LRT is is a is a big one for us because you know it, it it's so significant to the the future. Of uh, of Hamilton, and um, you know it's a multi-billion-dollar investment in our community that um, you know would be really hard to pass up. If if you think of the the, the city of Hamilton as as a balance sheet, can you imagine getting you know and an, having people come from outside saying, hey, can we infuse your community with billions of dollars in infrastructure upgrades? And it's only going to cost you, you know, a certain amount uh, every year just to, you know, just for the operations maintenance, which is a pittance compared to, you know, what the return on investment is, especially over, you know, uh, multiple generations. So that's an easy one, you know. I, I mentioned Isaac Buchanan. Um, I, I actually have a I, his picture is, is sitting right there over my desk, and um, you know, I, I, I talk to Isaac from from time to time uh, and draw inspiration from him. And I, I I really do ask, what would Isaac Buchanan do? And you know, when it comes to LRT, uh, you know, he would build the goddamn LRT because he was literally uh, he built trains like in and and, and and um and railways so you know that's of course he would uh, advocate for uh, for that um but you know we we've done a lot of other stuff um cannabis uh and, and uh the economic opportunities associated with that whole new uh industries sector uh, that was a, an opportunity for us to provide some leadership here in uh, this community. You know, I, I mentioned workforce is, is a big one right now. There's all kinds of programs for for hiring students and and uh, for retraining and, um, and for uh, helping women who have been uh, disproportionately affected by COVID. So we're involved in all of that. Um, Highway 6 advocacy uh, is, is actually a big one for us at this point in time. And a lot of people might not get that but if you've ever driven highway six from here to waterloo you understand that uh you know it needs to be upgraded for sure and so um you know we've been big advocates for the morriston bypass which is at highway 401 and and highway six and now i'm starting to talk about you know the highway five and six interchange because that's going to be the next uh bottleneck uh, along Highway Six, and and then um, then the infrastructure close to the airport on Highway Six too. So that's really important. So you know, it's, it's all of these things that you know are 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 happening, and you know we have our, our feelers out because of our, our membership base is is so large and and diverse, and you know when when various issues pop up that affect. You know, uh, more than a handful of them, we we say, you know, this is a, a great opportunity for us to step up um, and provide some leadership, and and you know, we're an advocacy and, and policy organization more than almost anything else that we do, and so it's uh, it, it's really about. Uh, you know again responding to the needs of our, our members and, and seeing an opportunity to, to actually make a difference when it comes to impacting how government makes their decisions and it, it really does run the gamut so we're a very much a, a generalist organization focused on the promotion and well-being of our community what I love, is the heavy industry. That stuff that's part of our heritage that uh, when people outside of Hamilton think of Hamilton, you know, the, the steel making and the manufacturing and all of that, I, I continue to be astounded by the work that they do and how they continue to exist and operate here in this city, in this province, in this country. Um, you know, we've, we've lost a lot of that capacity to, to make things in Canada, um, you know, we're a high cost jurisdiction. The, the regulatory environment here is, is it, it's hard to navigate um, and it just keeps getting harder and harder. And so, you know, what those businesses have had to do to continue to survive and compete against, you know, businesses uh, across the globe um, who don't have the same requirements, uh, that it, it's pretty remarkable. And and to be able to walk into, uh, those operations and uh, that are at a scale that, you know, it, it's just really hard to fathom until you walk into a foundry or until you walk into, you know, a, a huge warehouse of, of massive, massive coils of steel. It's really cool because it's just like, not something that I've, you know, I get a chance to, to really experience on, um, a day-to-day basis. Uh, but I, I also love, you know, and I know that you've already talked to um, to Ty at uh, McMaster Innovation Park, but I, I have a soft spot in my heart for McMaster Innovation Park because that's where I started my career here in Hamilton, um, helping start uh, Innovation Factory and getting that off the ground when MIP was still very nascent uh, in its growth. And, you know, to me, that was always going to be the the center of gravity for the future hamilton economy now with with ty at the at the helm you know and the the visions that uh you know he's been able to share uh it's truly incredible so you know whatever comes out of mip you know which is based on innovation and so much cool stuff is happening there um stuff that'll just you know boggle your mind um that's really amazing and then as well i just you know the 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 retailers that are dealing with not only COVID obviously but just you know the trends in the industry and and all that and and the people who are investing in downtown um to me are you know also the the heroes here um because downtown as we know you know in in Hamilton had been a, a forlorn place for a long time and so to to have those see those investments over the last decade and um and how you know on a on a property by property and block by block basis, this downtown has been transformed um, over the last decade is 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 truly astounding. And I really believe that, you know, uh, a thriving community requires that really healthy heart of uh, its community. And so, you know, to me, um, downtown is that. And um, so I, you know, I've just shared with you, you know, three different portfolios of businesses that I'm, I'm really interested and in, excited about. There are so many more, you know, the, the stuff that's happening at the business parks is actually pretty amazing too. You might think the suburban business park isn't uh, that cool, but uh, you go to the Ancaster business park and you get a chance to go into any of those operations there. And it, and you're just like, I, I had no idea this existed, you know? So I'm, I just, I, I really truly do love the opportunity to meet with every single business you know, owner or operator uh, in Hamilton, because they're all, you know, within their own verticals trying to do what they can to survive. And uh, they're all truly amazing people. I think that, um, you know, what businesses like about Hamilton is the true sense of community here. It may sound trite, but it's, it's actually real. It's, it's, it makes a huge difference here uh, in this community when you can, um, you know, sit down at a conference room table with all the key decision makers in Hamilton, and and get things done and and really, you know, um, roll out the red carpet and make people feel, um, uh, you know, wanted and like they're they're being served, and that's um, that is. You know probably one of our our best uh competitive advantages here in hamilton this city has always attracted um the entrepreneur the the go-getter the um industrialist um and you know it's been a magnet uh for for that profile of of person i think that we got away uh from that for a while and it's slowly coming back. And I think that, you know, Innovation Factory and McMaster Innovation Park and all the other efforts, there are, there are many others across the city, um, were designed to do that, right? To, to bring in and make sure that we had the infrastructure that was uh, available for those types of entrepreneurs to be able to, to really succeed in, uh, in you know, doing whatever dream uh, that they have of of doing. One of the things that um, that really motivated me when I was employee number one at Innovation Factory is, you know, we had um, Tom Jenkins was uh, who was the founder of of Open Text, and you know, he's he's pretty high up there when it comes to you know the uh, innovators and Canadian innovators, and um, he's. He's done a lot of work for the Canadian government and the province and and all of that. Um, he's a Hamiltonian. He he grew up in East End Hamilton. He's a big Ty fan, and um, he went to McMaster. And when he graduated McMaster, and I think you know this was in the eighties, um, he there wasn't that infrastructure here, and so he went to Waterloo, and and that's where you know he where Open text uh, was founded and uh, where it flourished, um, because they had a little bit more of that infrastructure there. The, the rallying cry for us and for, or for me was, you know, we're doing this for the future Tom Jenkins of, of Hamilton so that they don't have to go elsewhere so that they have everything that they need here. Uh, in Hamilton and we knew it was going to be a, a long haul like it's not just something where you, you know you hang up a shingle and and then you know all of a sudden like now you're serving entrepreneurs and, and it's just you know like it has we're now a decade in and I think we're starting really now to see the the fruits of of all of that investment and with Synapse as well um, you know which is a, a great innovation factory initiative aimed at the the life sciences and, and healthcare industry and you know, that's an even even longer time horizon to get those types of businesses up off the ground because the regulatory requirements in in healthcare are just like, you know, mind boggling. And so, you know, the time horizon for a, a life sciences company is like, you know, for a tech company, it might be three years for a life sciences company. It's 10 it, at least. Right. And so, you know, we're starting to see the the fruits of, of that investment. Um in, in terms of, you know, resources and efforts uh, as well. And so I think that, you know, we laid the groundwork, we, we, we brought in what was necessary here in Hamilton, and um, it will only uh, pay off now, like, we'll, we'll, we're starting to see all these tangible investments um, happening. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger and, and, and better and better. And, and I would say, to anybody who's trying to, you know, build a business in Waterloo or in Toronto, that they really should be looking at Hamilton. We have everything here that you need to succeed. Plus, you know, you you add that to the to the care that we can wrap around uh, each of these businesses, um, and and the all the people that we can get to to support that. Uh, you will feel really loved here in Hamilton, um, whereas you know you, you might feel like one of many. In, uh, in Waterloo and uh, like a, an absolute nobody in a city like Toronto, uh, here you will get the care and attention that you need to succeed. When I arrived here in Hamilton, um, downtown was was still, still really terrible. And, um, you know, so I, I worked with an organization on, on James North and I loved the opportunities that existed here because how, Often do you get the opportunity to um, to build out a a district that's you know that has already a ton of history and and um, and character you know we didn't there weren't a lot of places to eat for example or or you know grab a drink. In, in downtown Hamilton. And and to me, it was like that that was what was was needed, you know, those types of investments in various districts. And so I would say that what I have loved seeing more than anything is the, you know, again, the the storefronts that one by one by one getting renovated to the point where then you have a whole slew of them strung together. So I'm thinking of you know King William for example. And and then the the various uh properties that um in in parking lots that then get developed as a result of that so i would say actually you know i i blame this all on on super Crawl, um and or give credit let's say that i don't not blame but give credit to, to supercall so the When I arrived here in Hamilton, it was uh, September of 2009. And they were talking about this super crawl thing. Oh, for super crawl, we gotta get, you know, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, you know, we're gonna open, here's the, you know, all that. I was like, what is super crawl? And they said, well, you know, we have a, we have a monthly art crawl that seems to be bringing out a lot of people. And so what we've decided is we're gonna go all in on, I I think at that point it was November. Um, So it was November, 2009. Um, we're just like, we're all, you know, going hog wild on promoting this evening and we're trying to get, you know, as many people out as possible. So it was, it was the very first super crawl. And, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm game, I'm pitching in and doing whatever I can. Uh, the night comes and it, it was seriously the, it was a terrible night The it was so rainy. It's, it's, the, it, it was the reason why it's now in September, because we're like, no, you're not doing it in November again, just not. But, you know, despite that, there was still a lot of people that had come out. And, and again, at that point in time, there wasn't like a lot of places for them to actually go like to get dinner or whatever, um, or go for drinks, but people came out and and it was really interesting. And then the next year, you know, it, again, better date uh there were more people then the next year okay instead of one stage let's do two stages and then um and then you know fast forward like five years from then uh now you're getting tens of thousands of people now you're going from okay let's let's instead of you know one night let's do two the full weekend instead of you know saturday sunday okay now or uh friday saturday let's do sunday but then um the cool part was like those those call weekends where you're walking up and down the street and now all of a sudden there's a huge condo development that's, you know, in progress. And it's in that very first weekend and all the efforts leading up to that were what created that development because all of a sudden people are like, oh, okay. So people actually do want to come here. Maybe they'll want to live here too. And so let's do a condo development. And then it's just like, so just over time, over those 10 years, seeing how that one idea just, proliferated and and has transformed the street um that's been the coolest thing to watch and it's not innovation in action but it's it's like it's it's reclamation you know it's reclaiming uh a, a part of the city that needs to be vibrant again and It, it happened very organically and it was all very self-funded. Like, it's not like that we have developers from Toronto coming in and now all of a sudden capital, you know, capitalizing on, on this, it's still Hamiltonians who are building on and, you know, we're still like, there's still some things that aren't getting done. And, um, in some properties that, you know, you just, it's confounding us why they, you know, they haven't been improved. The Tivoli theater, it's, it's like, why in the hell after so many years, but still, We've made such amazing progress and um, that's been the the most uh, satisfying thing to see uh, since I arrived here in Hamilton. I think uh, the future of Hamilton is actually, um, and I mean this in a good way, uh, chaotic. And, um, you know, because I I think that there's a lot to do still. I think of all the building that is yet to come. And, you know, and thinking about the LRT project, I'm, I'm still uh, sure that it's going to happen. We're still advocating hard for it. Um, but that's going to be, you know, five years of, of of construction once it does get going. And then you think of all the, the construction that that will trigger. Um, you think of the things that are that are in the pipeline right now at McMaster Innovation Park at the, you know, the Harbor front uh, again, along the LRT line. um, The, the other things that are happening in downtown independent of LRT, but will be aided by LRT such as, you know, the arena convention center, all that stuff. um, That's all going to be happening and happening at the same time. And so, you know, like downtown is, is going to be a big, construction site but to me you know that's that's exciting and you know the the chaos that that creates isn't the reason not to do it, right It's the reason why we need to do it and do it quickly so that we can get through that and and get to the other side and really enjoy the the fruits of, of all that effort. Um, so I think that, you know, I, I envision cranes and, and, um, and buildings uh, popping up that, um, you know, right now aren't on our radar, uh, parking lots being built upon, um, and, you know, so many other exciting things that are going to be happening on a much larger scale than have happened over the last decade. And to me, that is super exciting.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.